Hey everybody, this is Japan by River Cruise with your hosts Ali and Bobby. I am Bobby Judo. I'm calling in from Southwest Japan. And I'm Ali Horn. I'm calling in from Southwest United Kingdom. On this, our second episode, we'll be discussing medical school entrance exams and the related scandal. And as always, we're going to be taking an in depth look at the world of Japanese river cruises, featuring this week's river cruise recommendation. Yes,、uh, this recommendation is actually a disappointing cruise that set sail during only four of Japan's five seasons. More on that later.、Uh, also, a brand new startup river cruise company in Kanagawa made big waves last week. We'll tell you how、nice. much they got fined and what other river cruise providers are doing to reduce their wake.、Uh, but first, soap talk. <laughs> Soap talk time. Bobby, why do we call it soap talk? We call it soap talk because you cannot pronounce small talk in Japanese. Ali, say small talk. Seken banashi. That is still soap talk. Do you know the phrase,、uh, the phrase for someone who's naive, somebody who doesn't know much about the world? No.、Uh, How do you say that? It's, it's the world in Japanese plus shirazu, shirazu which is the.、Oh. Uh, se- sekai shirazu. Well, now you've. Okay, so what you've done now. Which means which I, is, I've now just moved on from. You, no, no, you're getting this <laughs> wrong in all kinds of ways. <laughs> Sekai means correct? No, Sekai means calcium. Sekai means correct. <laughs> Triple wrong. Ding, ding, ding. You got it. Yeah, you did not get the word correct correct.、Uh, you、oh, said、man. calcium. You're still making, although you're consistent because you're making the same mistake. You wanted、yeah. to say Sekai. Sekai,、yeah. which means、sekai. the world. And no, you're saying calcium. You're saying sekai. So, but、yeah. the actual phrase is it's, it's that same seken. Seken shirazu. Seken shirazu is、uh, somebody naive, somebody who was, who was born yesterday or who fell off the turnip cart yesterday, as we say in the States. Can you say, can you say seken shirazu? Seken shirazu. Nope, that is somebody who is unfamiliar with soap,、uh, which in English we call、uh, <laughs> British people. So, Very funny.、Uh, soap talk. Ali,、um, we introduced ourselves a little bit last episode.、Uh, this episode, why don't you tell us specifically kind of what kind of shows you're touring around the world as a stand up、uh, comedian、uh, these days? Yes. Well,、uh, thanks for asking, Bobby. What a, what a fantastic、uh, topic to talk yeah, about. It's your,、uh, your big thing right now. Yeah, it's what I've spent、uh, the last 18 months、uh, worrying about. Uh, mm-hmm. ba- so, I'm taking a show to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival this August. Now, you've not been. I keep encouraging you to go,、uh, but you won't because you can't afford the time off,、uh, nor you've got family. And there's a, I, should, I, I, support, should actually, I support three people. I should stop、uh, encouraging you to go because it's actually not fair.、Um, and、uh, yeah, so I'm taking a show called Pig in Japan. Uh, the reason I've called it Pig in Japan is I was advised by someone that knows about marketing that the best show titles have a keyword that people search for、mm-hmm. and also are a pun.、Um, and so、um, that, you know, that meets those criteria. And the, the show is broadly an hour of stand up comedy, narrative driven stand up comedy,、uh, about the four years I spent in Japan,、uh, focusing chiefly on the、uh, kind of the middle two years、uh, where there was a, a, a very, very brief. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, real and existent、uh, media frenzy、uh, around the startup comedy group that we created. 
you did a handful of uh we did a lot of comedy in japanese um uh, we attempted a lot of comedy in japanese whether or not we successfully performed comedy is up for debate but uh, yeah well i, t- I actually tell a story in the show about the second time we tried it because the first time we tried it actually went quite well but the second time we tried it was well, so rough yeah uh, that i um I, I i reference how i got a heckle i mean japanese audiences just as a rule don't heckle but i got mm-hmm. one which was a correction uh, a grammatical yeah, yeah. correction yeah. thinking because i was trying a pun but but so un so little faith that the audience have that i had any credibility as a comedian they thought that rather than me making a pun it was more likely that i was trying to say something genuine and couldn't do it that is super common i mean wordplay is a big thing in japan but as a foreigner as soon as you attempt wordplay like the assumption is that you just made a mistake uh, although to be fair to your audience like there are so many mistakes in your japanese that it's, <laughs> it's hard to tell what's intentional and what's not intentional i think it's safest to just assume most of it is not intentional yeah um, well so so anyway so the show is basically about that and and kind of about how uh you know the media industry in Japan, I don't actually think the media industry in Japan is, is any worse than any other country, but it's the only one I've really been exposed to. Yeah, uh, I, is, don't, I don't think it's, yeah, it's it, it, miles you know, it, worse. It is, but. No, it probably isn't, but it is, you know, depending on uh, on your framing, you know, exploitative um, and, uh, you know, it perpetuates myths about Japanese exceptionalism and, uh, you know, it, it, it reinforces certain cultural stereotypes. And so I just kind of talk in the show about how that experience has made me reflect on the media uh, and also life in the UK. And so the show is more really to do with identity and belonging and how uh, the, the media helps to to shape that. Well, you did you did parlay your attention that you got for performing stand-up comedy in Japanese to uh, a number of regular, smaller but regular TV gigs. And I think like the only there are a lot of foreigners in japan who want to do tv and in like the kyushu area the local area that we were in i think you were probably like in the top three in terms of the the amount of exposure you yeah had, the amount of but, jobs but that you did it's funny because because often you know you do get people coming up to you and asking how you know how do they do it you know or can you recommend an agency or, or you know what should they be doing and i think uh, if i'd gone to japan with the intention of ba- basically paying my rent doing you know, local radio, local TV adverts, that kind of thing. I don't think you'd be able to, right? I, I, I think actually that that kind of, uh, I, I don't know, if, if you come across as kind of needy or thirsty, the media aren't really that interested in you. Yeah, I think it was yeah, more yeah. to do with the fact that, like, I was Not doing my Not long term, anyhow. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I mean, I've so, seen you know, people I... with the goal of, like, getting on Japanese TV, and that's their ultimate goal, and, like, achieve it in, in a short period of time. But that doesn't translate oh, yeah. to a career. Right, sure, and and I think everyone can get on TV once if they wanted to. I mean, they they have yeah. a camera crew hanging around Narita Airport, uh, specifically yep. uh, interviewing foreigners, uh, and, and so I, yeah, I I didn't really have the ambition to be on television. Uh, as as I said last week, I went to Japan uh, as as a graduate student, but because I was doing my own thing, right? Because I had I had two things going on. One, I had, um, you know, this like legal background right which is which kind of gives a nice kind of clean clear-cut definition of what i'm doing right so the early times when i was on tv and they would they were saying like commentator or student it would always say like something legal or something you know and right. remember remember at the time like brexit was just about to bubble up bubble up and so you know occasionally they'd be interested in, in hearing my views on that and yeah. and also because i was doing this comedy kind of on my own terms you know we literally set up our own comedy club and we you know we advertised it ourselves we didn't go through any agencies um 
you know, they 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 kind of were, were thirsty for the story. And then on, on yeah. that basis, you know, you introduced me to an agency. But again, that agency, um, you know, because I because I said, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I, I'm not looking to make a career out of this. But if you've got anything interesting, send it my way. Uh, you know, I think on that basis, and also crucially, if you're good at it, and uh, I think I was, I, I did fit the mold of kind of what they were looking for, which is not someone that has perfect Japanese, um, but someone yeah, that's never a lot of conscientious. They just, looks, they just look for foreignness if you have a foreign yeah. face. And that's a big thing that I struggle with in the industry is like they want a foreigner. They don't necessarily want somebody who can do the job. And so if you go in and you go, I'm good at it, I can do the job as well or better than a Japanese person and I've got experience, they go, that's cool, but we really just want somebody to say, wow. And yeah, so, right. Like, the the but, rate is super low and they won't raise it even if you have lots of experience because they can get somebody to do much less, which is all they're looking for, for much cheaper. Um, yeah. Before we, I just want to uh, go back and point out your show is called Pig in Japan and you explained uh, the reason for it. I, I want to make sure we mention that another major reason that you went with that name is because someone begged you repeatedly not to call it big in Japan, which was, was your you? first choice. Yes. Oh my God. You don't remember this? We had like yes, nine dude. conversations about it. You're like, I'm going to call it big in Japan. I was like, yeah, you yeah. and everybody else who's ever done anything in Japan. I know. I know. Well, it, it, it is kind of, it is the obvious name. And, and like my, my fitting about this is the title doesn't necessarily have to be creative as long as the show is. Um, yeah. But actually pig in Japan, uh, it is a good title for a couple of reasons. One is um, I had, well, I don't think I'm going to do this routine when I take the show to Edinburgh now because uh, it's been replaced with funnier routines. But I had a long routine about tonkotsu ramen, right? Which is the ramen mm -hmm. made from pork uh, bones. Um, and and not, about how and I. Not tongue bones, which is what you just said. Uh, tonkotsu. There you uh, go. There you go. You got it. You. you did and, it. Uh, there we go. And I, and I, I tell the story about how I um, made Love FM which was the station that I worked for and you still work yeah, for or don't anymore? No, no, no uh, longer. Okay, well, in that case, I can be honest and say they were really cross uh, that they um, <laughs> they trusted me to do a report from Hong Kong uh, about this new uh, ramen shop that had opened. And I did what I thought was an honest and, uh, you know, complete uh, food report full of integrity um, when actually all they wanted to do was for me to say it was nice because have you that... never seen like food reporting in Japanese well, yeah, yeah of course That's I like have, a, yeah. have you never have you ever seen a Japanese food report where they're like two stars not not that good no but you know what it was the tension is right the modus operandi is if it's Japanese food it's delicious if it's foreign food it's yuck right and the the, the tension that I was having to straddle is uh I was reporting on Japanese food, but made by Chinese people, uh, which are yeah. <laughs> which are much derided in Japan. And uh, so yeah, I thought, no, I I, I want to disagree because I don't think that they that I think all food is delicious. I don't think you ever see people going on TV saying foreign food is yuck, especially when they're doing like like a report on a restaurant. But um, I think you redeemed yourself by like explaining that tension came from anti-Chinese sentiment, which is pretty <laughs> rampant, pretty but, rampant. I, I don't think I said it was disgusting. What I said was, um, what I've learned about tonkotsu ramen is that it's all about the broth, right? You know, the mm -hmm. noodles are kind of secondary. It starts with a soup. And the soup is supposed to be independently drinkable. And what I said was this soup was just so salty, right? It didn't really taste like authentic soup. Additionally, one of the hallmarks of um, Hakata ramen is that you choose the 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 um, the hardness of your noodles, right? So, so if you imagine um, ramen noodles, that they've kind of they're kind of a little bit little bit chewy. They're almost like spaghetti. In Hakata, right. you normally have them hard, right? You'd order them um, 
either kata mem or barikata, right? You know, hard or really hard. Super and hard. if you order them, yeah, if you order them super hard, they'll, they'll only put them in the water for about 20 seconds, right? Um, and then uh, they are really, really delicious. They've got a really nice kind of chewy bite to them. And I, I said like I ordered... saying firm and not hard because because it's more like an al dente and not like an unboiled yeah. dried noodle that's we should yeah clarify. sure so sure, so sure. yeah sure but but you know that said there's um that you can order the, order it nama right and if you order your noodles nama they literally just you know they, they i don't know they introduce it to the water they just go there's that's where the water is that's um, not a thing i mean they don't say nama it, they call it kona otoshi which is just it means like they they shook off the flour and then dropped it in the they do not call it nama are you sure about that? Because I've they definitely refer, been... They refer, to, uh, they refer to pasta as nama pasta sometimes. Oh, well, maybe. All right. Well, say, we'll have this to... This is totally unrelated, but can you say can you say the Italian word for 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 noodles? Uh, pasta? Somebody told me recently that British people call pasta pasta. Is pasta? that true? Well, Again? That's, yeah, pasta. Pasta? Hmm. Hmm. Right. Well, I feel well, like we've gotten off topic. Yeah. Well, just to, to conclude this story, I didn't say it was bad, but I, what I did say is the hallmark of Fukuoka ramen is that you can order it with uh, firm noodles. I ordered it with firm noodles and it came back with, you know, like the consistency of instant noodles. And what I said was it's a shame that this um, doesn't kind of reflect or represent, um, you know, authentic Hakata noodles. What I didn't realize even was... Though, even though it was a authentic Hakata chain brand yeah, that yeah, yeah, had yeah, opened yeah, up yeah. a store in Hong Kong. Absolutely. And uh, to a great expense, I found out. And uh, the um, apparently the, the like the CEO, the Sacho of of the chain was listening to the, <laughs> listening to the He report. was listening because they're a major sponsor of big, the radio big, station. <laughs> big time. And uh, apparently and they were, you, had they were just, really you had just badmouthed their Hakata flagship. Yeah, their, right. Their but, Hong Kong flagship. But actually, in the end, they listened back to it and they weren't they weren't cross with me um, because my Japanese was so bad. No one understood what I said anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, no, they, they weren't cross because they said, look, we didn't really give you a briefing. And yeah. uh, I also, I wrote the whole report myself because normally when you're doing the reports in, in Japan, there's someone by your side who is yeah. uh, like literally there writing, like scribbling out notes and fact checking and feeding you things to say. I had none of that. And so, I, and there was no talk back. Uh, yeah. So I was, I was excused. Uh, well, I think I think yeah. it's a fair point that um, that they definitely should have told you that you were reporting on a company that was a major sponsor of the radio station. And exactly, the show. like I listened to the station. But also, it's fair to say that from their side, that like they would have never in a million years expected that a reporter for a Japanese radio program <laughs> would review a restaurant <laughs> and not only say glowing things. Yeah, right. Well, this is actually say I say anything this in the show, other I say, than it's fantastic. Exactly. Well, I, I, I say in the show, like, all they all they ever asked me to do was declare stuff to be delicious. So that's all they ever yeah. expected I could do. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think uh, I, I'm glad I'm glad of I'm glad of those kind of experiences because I've had enough of them where I've where I've um, quite considerably let down major um media organizations um and i've got enough anecdotes to fill a 55 minute yeah. uh, edinburgh show so uh, if you I know anyone that's going to the edinburgh it. fringe festival please go to edfringe.com and search for ollie horn pig in japan um, and buy one of the 1412 remaining tickets awesome yeah all of ollie's media experiences have kind of really been boiled down into some very rich very palatable uh beautiful uh, comedic anecdotes uh you know, much like the uh, very rich, palatable Hakata Tonkotsudan. 
Uh, so we're still <laughs> we're still playing with the format of this show. Uh, Soap Talk is supposed to be where we kind of talk about, you know, just make small talk about what's going on in our lives. But since it's the second episode, we decided uh, we wanted to talk a little bit more in depth about the things that we're doing. Um, I made the mistake of forgetting that when you ask Ali to talk about himself, he goes on forever. So we're now 17, 17 minutes, minutes into, into a 30-minute episode. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about my <laughs> specifics on the subsequent episode, if that's cool. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and call it. We're going to finish Soap Talk right here and get into our next segment. The News. The news. Uh, you picked out a story, a Japanese story that caught your interest? Yes. Well, this is um, a story that's kind of come back to light because you'll remember uh, at the end of last year, uh, there was a, a big uh, hoo-ha uh, about uh, medical schools in Japan <laughs> discriminating uh, against... A big hoo-ha. Women, uh, yeah, big hoo-ha. hoo-ha to to say the least. I mean, you'd be you know you'd be rightfully so cross if you were one of the victims of this. And they have, uh, I thankfully, just want, they have like in sued. American in the American vernacular. I'm pretty sure that a big hoo-ha is kind of like a large vagina. Oh really? Yeah. Oh well, um, an appropriate analogy. Um, and so Tokyo <laughs> Medical University, which is the the uh, biggest medical university in Japan, uh, they started uh, since 2006. Um, or even earlier, uh, it's still being investigated. Basically, manipulating the scores for the uni- for the university yes. entrance exams. Yes, they and were weighting the scores so that uh, women's uh, the high scores of women were were uh, what's the word lowered. I mean, literally, well, yeah. they, they literally all they did was they changed the pass mark, right? And, yeah. and that, that's and that's all they did. And the um, the, the justification that Tokyo Medical University gave um, was was basically um just non-existent they didn't even bother and then it then it then it was uh revealed that two more universities uh jutendo yeah. and uh, kitasato university uh they were doing something similar but they they at least came up they at least um came up with a bullshit reason which is that women mature faster mentally than men and their communication is also higher when they take the entrance exam uh, right. therefore this was a measure to help male applicants um which um I mean, you can literally smell that bullshit from the UK. Uh, yeah. that, that's how much that reeks. Absolutely nonsense. And uh, basically, I mean, th- my experience of, of Japanese university is it's a complete DOS. So I, I can say this as someone that has studied in the in the UK. I've studied in, other, in, in France as well, in the European university. And uh, I've attended uh, master's classes in Japanese university. And I've also taught undergraduates. Mm. Uh, and... Uh, basically across the board japanese university is a complete dos um you're it, it's basically unheard of to fail right um you know yeah, it, the it, thing it that, just that doesn't i always that hear you... is that in america it's uh it's easy to get into a university not necessarily like a, a super high level university but it's easy to find a college to go to and then it's tough to graduate and what they say here right. is the opposite is it's like it's impossible to get into a university but if you get in you're you're guaranteed to pass and yeah it, it, it's it's almost like like the next three or four years are rubber stamping and and, and i i couldn't believe how you know people were, were missing kind of crucial classes to go job hunting that was seen as more important mm. uh you know examinations were, were essentially a lot a lot of them were open book um i mean a lot of the kind of professors a lot of the the academics are doing some really good research but undergraduate teaching is is not um that rigorous now i imagine for vocational degrees such as medicine they probably do make them learn some things uh, i would hope i think like here 
what what they also say is that you know they don't really care how much you learn in university because the idea is whatever company you join is expecting to train you from the ground up when right. you get there. I would really right. hope that's not the case for medical. <laughs> they, they it's just... like there's a big a big Japanese linguistic issue that I always find funny um, when they talk about like dancers or musicians, especially rappers. There's this word jitsuryoku ha. Jitsuryoku is like your own strength. Jitsu. It's like your own real power or ability, and so an actor or a rapper or you know a self-made businessman, they'll call them jitsuyokuha, which means they're doing it based on their own ability. And the question that that always begs for me is like, what? Oh, you'd say off their own steam, wouldn't you? In in English? Oh, I guess so. Uh, I would yeah. guess we would say like self-made or or something like that. But um, the, the question that that always begs is is like if it's somebody who's not jitsuyokuha then like, what are they doing? Um, and you could never <laughs> use that phrase for another career. Like you, you can say a uh, Jitsuryokuha rapper, like somebody who's like self-taught and self-made, but you couldn't say like a Jitsuryokuha cardiologist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. He is the best self-made dentist. Yeah, yeah that's really funny. <laughs> uh, but but I, I, can, I can totally believe though that these, me these medical students, once they leave university, they're not let loose on patients. I imagine there's like a... I don't know, like yeah. three or four years of, of apprenticeship. But anyway, the point is, uh, these a number of, of young, talented, intelligent women uh, were denied the opportunity to even doss about for four years in a medical uh, school campus uh, because they literally were, um, despite achieving the grades, were not allowed in. And, yeah. uh, and, and oh, you got to remember know, that the numbers are like unbalanced to start. Like it's not like there are an equal number of men and women applying or like that there are more number there, there are more women applying it's there's already much fewer yeah. uh, women than men applying just because of of kind of the societal expectations and um, also the fact that these women would have passed is is a huge achievement because pass rates generally are low for university exams right you know university exams the majority of people fail for most yeah. subjects it's like one in five maybe one in four people actually pass the exam because it's so hard to to, to get into these universities that's why I think the most stressful period in a, in a Japanese individual's life is between the ages of 17 and 18 when they're simultaneously trying to finish their second year or third year of high school while also juggling two or three juku uh, cram schools uh, right. and, and having, having to impress uh, universities. Um, and so th this kind of story flared up again uh, because now there, now there um, are women that have been you know, taking these new exams. Well, they got uh, caught. They had to start... They had to change the system so it's not weighted anymore. Right, right, exactly. Uh, and and now the the women are are kind of outperforming the men. Um, and so for the 2019 school year, uh, twenty point two percent of female applicants passed the exam, uh, compared to nineteen point eight percent of male applicants. Um, and yeah, they're you know, they're outpacing and outperforming. Right, which um. Which I guess, I mean, I guess shouldn't come as a surprise necessarily, should it? Uh, no, I mean, and I think th there's, well, there is something to the idea that um, especially women in Japan are, are better at communication. They're more comfortable um, in, in conversational settings in kind of like it. For me, when you, when you said that women outperformed men in the interview portions and things like that. That makes perfect sense to me because especially being here uh, as a language teacher, which I was for the first handful of years, you definitely get the sense that the women here are more interested in communication 
and have right. uh, better communication skills than than their male counterparts. But, but that that is something a doctor is supposed to do, right? <laughs> like, you know, it's yeah. it's absolutely it's absolutely fair to uh, to, to, to test for that. But uh, and also one other one other thing that they said was um, they, they really were scraping the bottle of ba- bottle of the barrel for excuses because they also said oh um, we also don't have enough student housing for female medical students uh, as if that was a completely insurmountable right. hurdle right, right. <laughs> as, as if sorry no room at the inn couldn't <laughs> couldn't take it even if we tried um, so um, and also Japan has the lowest proportion of female doctors amongst the uh, wealthy nations um, so- in the world. I actually. What I'm surprised about is how cool people are about this, right? Most of my foreign friends were absolutely outraged. I had a number of Japanese friends that kind of just shrugged their shoulders. Well, I think there was a huge, especially um, in the media, there was a huge uh, outcry against it. Like, this is not fair. This is not fair. And I was actually, uh, at the time, I was a regular commentator on a weekly news show. um, And one of the other panelists on the news show that I was working on uh, is the superintendent the head of um, a clinic she's the incho of a, a clinic that she founded and runs and they of course wanted to know Self-made her opinion woman. yeah jitsu yokoha medical professional uh they of course wanted to know since she's in the field what she thought and everybody in the in the studio was just like taken aback when she was like yeah no th- this is absolutely a necessary policy like it is necessary to keep the number of women in the field low and the number of men greater uh and her reasoning was, um, she had a couple of genuinely things that, fascinated to hear what's going to come out of your mouth next. I cannot, yeah, uh, I cannot begin to imagine what her reasoning was. The studio, the studio was like on pins and needles. Like you could see the main MC kind of like biting his fingernails and being like, "Do we yeah. need to cut to commercial? Like, is this going to be, is this, this going to be like the next thing that blows up on the internet?" Um, and it could have been because her first, like the first two reasons that she kind of glossed over uh, were all about like you know physical strength, like women aren't as strong as men. So if you ever have to like lift the patient or restrain a patient, and also uh, women aren't as good at uh, staying awake. Like, like, right. Yeah. Like, so, like so you what, have to work what, what do they do? Do they, do they, do they have a, like a, a, a weightlifting part of the, of the exam? Do you do like a three hour written test to test your chemistry <laughs> and your maths? And then, and then just before you, you leave, can, if you can <laughs> not fall asleep in the middle of surgery after you've been awake for, you know, maybe that's, that's why they were concerned about uh, not having adequate housing for the female students because they, as everybody knows, women sleep 18 hours a day. Um, right. But no, her main point was uh, her main point was that they could not have the Japanese medical community set up where they had equal numbers of men and women because the vast majority of women will uh, quit when they get married and have kids. And so if if half of your if almost half of your doctor population is leaving, then you don't have trained doctors to fill their places because you've stocked your universities with women, God forbid. Uh, and but when does, those doesn't, women disappear, but, there's nobody to take their place and then you have a medical crisis. Doesn't that logic boil down to having to take twice as many women? Like, is it, isn't that how, how that should be reasoned out? Well, I mean, there's a limited number of spots. And again, you're making me argue her position, which I do not agree with. Uh, yeah. But there's a limited number of spots. And if you end up with too many women, then you're not training doctors to take the women's places when they inevitably uh, have babies. But can't and, can't and women take those wives. women's places? 
No, or, because those women will also. Yes, but you just need more of them to replace them. If <laughs> so just, like, just endlessly train female. women. Yes, yeah, don't deride yeah. me. Yes, 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 that's exactly what I'm arguing for. Train well, more so, so here, I, I agree with you in the sense that like, like her reasoning is not is not good. Like, it's not like it's not like we should fix the social issues. We should fix. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or we should we fix should make that a women aren't coming back after maternity can, leave. Yeah, yeah. Um, where we have these like you know static gender roles where women stay at home and take care and can't also have careers and men do not have any responsibilities in terms of having to stay home and help with the child rearing and and do all the work you know that's a that's a huge social problem in in japan and instead of having an opinion that was like we need to address these and create a an environment where women can do both and then it won't be a problem she was like no this is the way it is so if we don't have you know a larger number of male doctors then we won't be able to provide adequate medical care because there'll be a shortage of health professionals I don't know. Um, I don't know if I've got a particularly kind of funny take on this, but I, um, I, I, I just I can't. Um, I can't think of anything more kind of brazen, right? Yeah. Than just going, we want fewer women. Like women, women. Th- this profession doesn't work for women. So should we yeah. make it work for women? No. Let's reduce the number of women that get into the that get that get in. Should we prevent women that aren't qualified from getting in? No. Let's prevent those specifically which are qualified more yeah, than the, yeah. it's just uh, it's oh it's 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 just a, astonishing. I mean but at least at least it's been exposed. Um yeah. But I guess well, I guess um, now that now that they're outperforming the men in the medical exams and we're going to have an upcoming uh, graduating class of of uh, female health professionals, female doctors. We'll see what happens when they have their kids. And yeah, well, I, well, I, I can't wait to 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 need treatment in Japan. Uh, it's that um, it's that old joke or joke slash riddle about you know like a, a, a father and son get in a car accident and the father dies and the son's taken to the hospital and the doctor looks at the son and says, I can't perform the surgery. This is my son. Like Japan would never figure that out in a million They'd years. They'd never get that joke. They're like, okay, <laughs> so, so, so what's the nurse, what's the nurse doing surgery for? <laughs> <laughs>